Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all well. So last week we did not have a new episode. I gave you guys a little break. Hopefully you took that time to catch up on some of the episodes that you have missed. Now, last week I had a birthday. I turned 27 on Monday. Praise Jesus. (laughs) And this episode I just kind of want to reflect while also giving a word that I pray becomes light to your life. And so I'm trying to figure out where I should start. For one, I do want to shout out um, a listener who listens on YouTube. I mentioned how we have people listening all over the map. And this listener made it known to me that they are listening from South Africa. So shout out to South Africa. Shout out to Haiti. All those who are outside of the U.S. that are listening to this podcast, God bless you. I'm grateful that my voice is reaching even people outside of the U.S. Um, it's an honor. And those of you who kind of want to like engage with certain episodes, maybe you're too shy to like reach out to me personally or maybe you don't think that you should do that. I love engaging about the episodes because... Just as much as I am speaking to you, I am speaking to myself. Like, I listen back to these episodes and allow God's word to be light to my life, if that makes sense. Like, I also feed on the word that I share with you guys. And so, if you want to engage, I honestly, I love the fact that I'm able to have dialogue through messages on YouTube. So if you want to go on YouTube and find this episode and, you know, leave your comments about it or leave your two cents about it or leave, you know, something that maybe God put on your heart. I've been in situations where, you know, when somebody is talking about something and you almost, and I don't know, maybe I'm talking about myself, but it's like they're saying something and your mind like goes to something else. Like something that they said triggers your mind. And it's like God will like give you a download or you start thinking about, you know, this idea and it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and so I want to hear about those moments that you have, like how it resonated with you, because I understand that because we are all on different parts of our walk, what will resonate with one may resonate with another differently, right? Um, based off of my experiences or based off where I am currently on my spiritual journey, I may hear something that almost is like, whoa, like that just unlocked a door for me, you know? That was the key that just unlocked something in my life, whereas somebody else may hear it and, you know, it resonates with them in a different way, right? And so I'm just curious as to how these episodes are resonating with you, what keys are you receiving by these episodes and the words that God puts on my mouth to share, puts on my heart to share. And yeah, I just want to like have these conversations. I want to also feed off of what God is doing in you and what he has to share through you as well. So anyways, I had a very great birthday 
And I've learned that with birthdays, it's such a special time, even spiritually. Um, I've learned that like on that day, it's almost like it's an open heaven. I'll say that. It's almost like it's an open heaven on your birthday. Um, This is the day that you came into the world. And each year, right, it's like a mark of when you first entered almost. And on that day, you can literally, you know, ask God for things and and ask for protection. And maybe you're um, needing guidance about a decision or you know, your circumstances in life. And that is truly the day to really engage spiritually with heaven. And so I was looking so forward to that day, y'all. It's so funny. And I think that I've learned so much year 26 and I've grown so much. Like, and it's so evident. I see it in how people even interact with me differently. Uh, I feel it in my body that I am different, how I speak, when I speak, when people are speaking to me, like I feel the difference and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for growth. I'm so grateful to even know God. I'm so grateful to be able to hear him. And my prayer daily is to be able to continually perceive him, to be conscious of him, to know when it is him that is speaking and to be confident that it is God that is speaking to me, that it is God that is working through me and that it is his power that is at work in me. And yeah, so that on that day, I typically I'm up at like five in the morning and I do my workout, I do my routines. Even on my birthday, you know, I woke up at five in the morning. Um, I did my workout and I was just so excited to just get before God and journal and write out my thoughts and write out my prayers for year 27 and truly engage with God. And I did a episode about, you know, being in the secret place of God and just like getting to that place where it's just like, I feel as though I am in God's spirit, like allowing his spirit to overtake me in the way where it's just like I deny myself I submit myself to what the Holy Spirit has to say God let me hear your mind about my life you know and it was such a special moment and I encourage you that if you have a birthday that you dedicate that time and you really engage with heaven to get something about your life whether it's just like, you know, the last year here on this earth, you did great, or a vision for the year that you're about to embark on, another year you're about to, you know, go forth in what you should be focusing on. I really encourage that. And when it's people's birthdays, I get so excited. And I didn't realize it, but I would usually send a prayer to them just because I, I just believe in encouraging people, but I'm also very prayerful where it's like, I just know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much, meaning that God gonna hear my prayers because I'm a righteous woman because of Jesus that lives in me. And so I always take advantage to send people prayers, especially on their birthdays. Like I am saying, listen, the the heavens are gonna be open for you today and this year in Jesus name. And so whether or not they receive it, that is on them. But hey, the prayer was sent, okay? And there was intercession that took place on their behalf. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would like to share. I feel like there's so much that goes on in my mind and not in a bad way, almost in a, like in a good way where it's like, I get a lot of downloads and I'm appreciative of it. But like I told you guys in the past, if I do not notate 
these downloads that I've received from God, I'm going to forget it. And it's so funny because in the moment, I'm so engaged with it. Like, I am just talking to myself. I'm moving around and I'm just having these conversations with myself and conversations with God. And so those are special to me. And when I feel like, okay, God, okay, like, let me write this down so I can be reminded to share with those who listen, then I do that. And so I'm just trying to see in my brain right now if there's anything that I wanted to share any news that I wanted to share. But I think that's pretty much it. So I would say that I've had conversations with people recently. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast. And I feel like, honestly, I'm very big on like not repeating myself almost because I don't want to sound like a broken record. But then it's funny because when I do have speaking engagements or when I am preaching, I repeat myself because I'm like, listen, I need y'all to get what I am saying, you know? I want to make sure that it's drilled in. And so even if I have to come on every episode and share this, let me do it because if you didn't get it last week, I pray you get it this week. And that is the idea and the reality really that we are kingdom citizens. I literally need you to sit with God and I need you to ask God. I need you to get a revelation for yourself about what it means to be a kingdom citizen, please. And the reason why I say to engage with God and to ask him for a revelation about that is because I found that even though I've heard things pretty much my whole life, it wasn't until I got a revelation about it from God myself that I was truly convicted about it, you know? And I wouldn't say that for all things, but generally speaking, I found that to be a trend in my life and maybe you can relate because I can hear good things all the time but it's like man when I truly understand it because I feel like okay God said this and and maybe he said something to me but I heard somebody else say it I'm like oh my gosh that resonates then it becomes like conviction for me where it's like okay like I, I understand you know so and it's a journey there are things I really understood like two years ago but today I really 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 understand it so you build on the knowledge right And so the reason why I say that is because I want us to realize and remember that we are not like the world. And when I say world, I mean the average person, right? So I say that we are kingdom citizens. This is who you are. This is what you've been called. And so with that being said, you are not the average person, right? When you speak, you don't speak as though someone who is average. When you move and walk you don't walk as though someone who is average the things that you do the habits that you have are not habits of one who is an average person and so when i say the world i mean typically the average person that average person you have in mind that does the bare minimum or even one who we deem to be you know like a great person when you are calling yourself kingdom citizens and i get on here and i call us kingdom citizens I am reminding you that you are a people of excellence. You are a holy people, okay? And I need us to realize that. I need us to understand that because if that does not if that is not drilled in our minds, if we do not grasp that idea and make that our reality, we will be doing subpar things 
We will be doing things that are beneath us. We will be doing things that are not on our level. We will be doing things that are unbecoming of us. We have to understand that Jesus literally, his spirit literally resides in us. And I've been sitting with that for a few weeks because I'm like, man, like God, you literally are in me. Like you literally are in me. Like I am a temple that you reside in. So every time I think of myself low, every time I think I can't do something, every time I feel as though I have to put my head down, it's almost as if I am being blasphemous. You know, like I am insulting you. I am demeaning you. And so whenever you think of yourself low, And don't confuse it with being humble. That's a whole different thing. The humility aspect is the fact that it's because I know that it is Jesus that lives in me. That's what keeps me humble. But anytime you just do ordinary things, when you just do the average things, when you just do what average people do, you're demeaning the Christ in you. Christ is excellent. He is perfect. This is what resides in you. This is who you are right? This is a being one podcast. And I'm reminded of, it's so funny because I didn't realize to the full extent what being one was really all about. What, you know, embarking on a journey to be one with Christ was really all about. But yet God gave me a vision. God gave me the words. God gave me the title. God gave me the name. And I didn't have all the information. Like, how I would have explained being one when I first came out with it is totally different from how I explain it now. The more I kept going with it, the more God is just allowing me to see more of what being one is all about. It's like, you know, we think about, um, you know, marriage and it's like two become one flesh. Our spirits literally, this is how I see it. It literally marries with the spirit of God. Like, Our spirit is now the spirit of God. This is what is in us. This is who we are. You understand? And it is from that place that we, it says, in him I live and have my being. I'm paraphrasing it. Let me find it for you. In Acts 17 verse 28, in the Amplified Version, which I believe I'm going to start now reading from the Amplified Version because I just find it to be such a great (laughs) translation. And it says, For in him we live and move and exist. That is, in him we actually have our being. I want you to meditate on that fact. For in him we live and move and exist. In him we actually have our being. And so talking about being one, you got to understand that it's like your spirit has married the spirit of God. So that it becomes one. It is in him that we move. It is in him that we exist. It is in him that we live. And so from that place we get to be, from that place we get to do, from that place we get to have, it is all in him. We have to understand that it is a choice. We have free will. Choosing to have, choosing to be for one is something you have to decide. You can decide to 
do things outside of God, do things outside of his being, do things outside of his mind, his will. And doing it that way, you understand that there are going to be consequences for it. And I don't say it to sound negative. I say it because it's the reality. When we are able to be in Christ, we are able to do in Christ. This is where grace comes in. And bear with me because I'm going to be spitting out a lot of things. It's just on my heart and I'm just going to share. But it's like when you're in him and you get to do things in him, meaning that I just get to be. And it's so funny, again, I'm just thinking, like, on social media, my name is Being Sam TV, and I just got this idea from God, you know, when I was trying to change my name at the time. I think I was, like, Forever Slim or something like that. Or I am Sam L. It was Being Sam. And then there was Being One. And so everything was around this being aspect. And you know, I started to realize, you know what? It's a, it's all a matter of being. We're called human beings. I just need to be. And so the thing that is just so amazing with being in Christ is the fact that you get to do things in him. And it says those who are in Christ Jesus that there is no condemnation, right? And so as I am in him and I get to be, even if I fall, make a mistake, I get it wrong, I get the wrong interpretation about the thing, because I did it in him, his grace abounds. His grace fills the gap. So this is the beauty of doing things in Christ. We have the freedom to be. I have the freedom to do. So as I do things in him, right? So I, I do school, I do work, I do career, I do job, I do, I do this podcast. I'm doing it in him. Anytime I fall short... Anytime I think that, man, I don't know if I'm leading, leading these people right. I don't know if I got the right interpretation. I don't know if I heard God correctly, but I trust the God in me to be like, I'm still going to come on and speak regardless. I get to do that in anywhere where I felt like I was weak in this area of, of understanding. God gets to come and be my strength. He gets to come and perfect it. You understand? So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I am in him, because I have decided to be, be in him. I get to do and have faith that he will be, I will, wherever I'm weak, he will strengthen me. So anywhere where I lack knowledge, understanding about, he will fill the gap. This is the beauty of being in Christ. Not only that, as I get to be in him, I get to do things in him. I get to have what he has. So it's a choice you have to make. And when you decide to be elsewhere, when you decide to do things outside of God, you got to understand that you're going to start being whatever you want to be outside of him. You're going to start doing things that are unbecoming of one that is in Christ. And you're going to start having things that are contrary to the things that Christ has. So you're going to start having an unpeaceful life. You're going to have, you're not going to have joy. You know what I mean? Anything that you will find in Christ, you're going to get the opposite outside of him. And that's just the consequences of it because it is in him that we get all these things. Joy, peace, love, sound mind, power. It, it's all in him. Anything outside of that, 
you're not going to get it. And that's just the realities of it. That's just the consequence of not being in Christ. I just hope and I pray that that that's just like getting your brain, man. Like, man, submit yourself to him. I promise. Oh, I hear things sometimes and I'm taken back a little bit. But I'm like, God, this is the reality of it. And there's this idea that, and I don't want to say idea because I don't think that it's explicitly taught or stated, but it's almost implied. And it is that we are to just follow and commit to what we've been taught. And almost that faith is blind faith that we are to just do the, like, just just do it like you just you just have to have faith you just have to have faith and but there's no like evidence there's no knowledge no understanding and I'm trying to figure out how I can how I can like phrase this but it's this idea of like blind faith and I've had a podcast episode on faith is not and I mentioned on that podcast episode that faith is not just thinking to do something and then you just go do it. No. Like, faith is not just, like, I don't know, people tell me to have faith, I just got to believe God. Like, no, like, faith, how I'm understanding it and how I'm seeing it in my life. For example, if I am reading on prayer, and I'm all over the place, but I, I'm trying to, like, help I'm trying to fill in the gaps so that you can understand and follow where I'm trying to get at. But I remember I was like, God, I don't want to just pray and pray for the sake of praying because I was told to pray, but don't understand what I'm really doing because I feel like it's a waste of my time. And maybe it's a waste of your time. Maybe you're not even hearing me for real. I want to be able to pray and pray strategic prayers, pray with strategy, right? I don't want to just like, oh, have faith that you heard me or have faith that what I said is done without really believing that and God is really big and, and you we see Jesus's ministry he was very big on having faith he was very big on believe when you pray believe that believe in me believe that I am real and that you're praying to me like there was a lot of things that had to do with faith and it's almost like you're doing something knowing that you're doing something although you're doing that thing in faith and I don't know if that makes sense but I was saying that, like, God, I don't want to just do things so I just think that I'm supposed to do this, but I don't really understand what I'm really doing because that don't really help nobody. When somebody asks me why I'm doing what I'm doing or what I'm doing and I just can't give an answer or I don't even know myself, that's a bit concerning. And I find that a lot of Christians are that way. They do things but don't really understand why they're doing what they do, and they just call it faith. And again, I'm not speaking, I don't want to say like all the time, but generally what I find is that. And I say, they almost sound like they're like gaslighting themselves. And I don't know if gaslighting is the right term, but it's almost like there's this internal conflict with, with inside of them. Or I can say inside of us, where it's like, I think I know I'm supposed to do this thing. But I don't know if I really believe that what I'm doing is actually working. But because I know this is something that we practice and it is acceptable to do within our community, I'm going to just do it. 
I'm very big on there should be evidence of Christ that lives in you and there should be evidence of us truly being kingdom citizens. Jesus said that you would do greater works than I. And that is something that I'm like, Jesus, I need to see the greater works. I need that to be real in my life. And I want that to be real in your life. When I say I, act as though I'm talking about you, okay? I need that to be real in my life. I don't want to just do things because I think I'm supposed to do it and I don't understand what I'm doing because then at that point, it's almost as if you become an idol. It's almost as if this whole thing is an idol, something that I'm just doing, something that I'm just regarding, but I don't really believe that it is true. I don't believe that it is alive. I don't believe that it actually works. I don't want that to be my life and I don't want that to be your life either. So where I'm going with this is that there are... Things that we accept and things that we reject. And we don't really understand why we do it. We just almost conform to an idea that we have about God without truly investigating, without truly seeking, without truly asking, without truly studying. And... We do things blindly. We don't do things with, I don't want to say intent. We don't do things with precision. It's not strategic, right? We just kind of, like, um, we just kind of what? We just kind of just fall into it. Like, I don't know. It's like. We just do it. Like, we don't even know why we're doing it. We just do it, right? Like, I don't know. We're just doing it. And that's not okay. <laughs> you don't want to go to the dentist and the dentist show up and the dentist just starts operating on your mouth and the dentist don't even know what the issue is. The dentist don't know what the problem is. The dentist don't know what tool to use. He just sees some tools laid out, just start grabbing tools and start trying to figure out, like, maybe this won't work, maybe this don't work, like... No, you want the dentist to come up in there with intentionality. You want the dentist to come up in there with strategies to do exactly what you need to be done. You want him to target the areas that are troubling you. And so even going back to the whole prayer idea, even when I go into prayer, I don't want to just make prayers and I don't understand what I'm praying about for real or just throwing up petitions you know, because I think I'm supposed to do this and don't understand what I'm really doing, what I'm really engaging with. And so now it's like, okay, when I'm in the Bible, I realize that a lot of the things that are in the Bible are things to pray about. So I'm able to be more strategic if there's a certain person I got to pray for, if there is a certain thing in my life that I need to see breakthrough in, if I need to see something from heaven, if I need to engage with God, I know exactly what I need to pray and obviously, I'm growing in that area, but now I'm able to be more strategic about it. I'm not just throwing just prayers up there just for the fun of it or just because I think I'm supposed to do that. You understand? And so I want us to be that way because it's that it's when you start being strategic, you're going to start seeing the results. Now it's not going to be on some like, I just got lucky or it's not just going to be on some like, oh, wow, I didn't think that was going to happen. Well, you prayed about it. What do you mean you didn't think it was going to happen? 
So I want us to to get out of that place of we do things blindly. We do things and, and, you know, throw up our hands and say, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. To the other place where it's like, no, I asked for this. I, I brought my petition forth about this thing. I said this, 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 this. And so I'm expecting this, 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 this to happen. I want us to become confident in prayer. It says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. We don't see people in the Bible that was just throwing up prayers and thinking maybe he will hear, maybe he won't. Nah, they were real confident. And the reason why you can be that confident is because of the fact that Jesus lives in you. Jesus literally tells us, my father hears me. He says, you can ask whatever in my name and he will answer. So no longer do I accept this I'm going to just pray and hope the best or just pray and, you know, maybe, maybe not. No. And God knows that. I've had these real prayers and real conversations with God. And I don't want that for us either. It don't make sense. Something is not adding up. And I'm only going back to the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible that tells me that this is a guessing game. So why do we approach it as though it's a guessing game? Why do we approach it nonchalantly? Why do we approach it as though it's like, maybe it won't work, maybe it'll work? No, we need to be strategic. And in order to be strategic, we have to engage with God. We have to ask these questions. We have to ask these hard questions. God, I prayed about this. I didn't see this. Or maybe maybe you're doing this, but I need you, like, I need to see it. I'm, I'm reminded of Daniel who who made a prayer he was asking about understanding about a vision he received and there was for 21 days it says that the angel that came to give him the word that came to bring him understanding with his answer he got caught up in the heaven realms and there was like a war that broke out i believe um it was michael the angel that came and had to war on his behalf and when they finally got the answer to daniel they're like oh when you first prayed it God answered, but I was, he was what, kidnapped or whatever by the Prince of Persia? And so the answer, he answered it right when he, when he prayed it, but the, the answer getting to him took a while. So when the answer is not coming to you right away, you need to be concerned I don't want us to be like, oh, well, God didn't hear me. I guess he didn't want me to have it. I don't No, You need to know with clarity. And that's where I'm getting at. And obviously, like, I, I'm not always getting clarity with these things, right? But now I'm conscious about the fact that, wait, God, because you said you'll answer. So if I did not hear an answer, the answer has not been clear. Something is going on. This is something I must investigate because my father is not a liar. So it kind of bothers me when people say like, oh, you know, sometimes you can pray, but you know, sometimes God won't answer you. Excuse me? Why won't he? And maybe I haven't gotten to the part of the Bible yet where it says that he won't answer. Jesus is in me. Why would his father not speak to him? You understand? So no, I won't accept that. And maybe, you know, comments for me, please leave your your comment if you have scripture that says, Samantha, listen, you know, maybe you might pray and God says he, he might not answer you. Please show me that. What did I do to him for him not to answer me? Please let me know. But I just, I don't accept that anymore. No. 
you said I can pray and I'm going to get an answer. So if I feel like I didn't get an answer, I'm going to investigate that. I'm not just going to leave it to happenstance. I'm not doing that anymore. So anyways, I encourage you to do the same. It's funny because I came on here and I had another topic or episode to share, but I almost like, I went a different direction and I'm like 35 minutes in. So honestly, we're just going to leave that episode for another day next week, probably. So I feel like I almost was just rambling, but I just, I really do pray that you learn something and it encouraged you and motivated you. I am very big on, you're not being too deep, okay? And I had an episode, I think it was on sanctification. And I'm like, listen, people are going to say you're doing too much. you too deep. You know what? That's good. Because it says the deep cries out the deep. And if Jesus is in me, Jesus is deep. So anything that is making me deep is because Jesus is leading me into the deep. He's leading me into himself. Call me deep all day. I don't mind. Okay? And honestly, deep is so relative. When people call you deep, it is so relative. What I'm understanding is that, for one, people who we often look to and think they're deep, they're not really deep. They're actually shallow. And the people who we don't think are deep are actually deep. (laughs) And so, again... I'm not saying this for all people, but I I want you to pay attention to the people that you might think are deep or people generally would deem this person to be deep and really think about it. What makes this person deep or are they just shallow? And that is okay. We all got to start somewhere. I was very much shallow for a long time in my life. I was at the shallow end all day. Okay. I was with the majority of the crowd in the shallow end. We was not going into deep waters. That is scary. I don't know what that means. I don't understand what that means. I'm going to say right here where it's comfortable. I know when to say amen. I know when to say hallelujah. I know I got to come to church on Sunday and I got to come back on Wednesday for Bible study. So I stayed at the shallow end. I didn't open my Bible. I didn't even want to look into that because I just knew I was not going to understand the words. So I didn't open my Bible. I just depended on the pastor I depended on the youth leader I depended on the youth pastor to tell me what the bible says to tell me what God is saying I stayed at the shallow end I was judgmental I judged people if y'all told me that people who wear tattoos should be judged I sat there and I judged you you know what I mean like if you came to church in pants and we only wear skirts here I looked at you and I judged you and so I was at the shallow end and there were things that I thought that you know as a Christian you shouldn't be doing x y and z and if you were doing that I judged you at the shallow end right I didn't know anything about God's grace I didn't know what that meant I didn't even want to take a step into the water because I don't think I'm qualified to do such a thing I'll leave it to the pastors I'll leave it to the ministers I'll leave it to the evangelists you know and so I'm grateful and I'm so glad that I got a revelation about what Christ did on that cross and that it is because of what he did that I'm able to take a step into the deep waters, that I don't have to stay at the shallow end, that I can open up my Bible and read the word of God 
that I can open up the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to teach me, to lead me into all truths. That I can depend on the Holy Spirit to make something that doesn't make sense make sense in my life. I didn't have to stay at the shallow end. I could take another step and I could start teaching other people about the word of God. Even though I didn't feel qualified, even though I don't have any degrees, I have not been ordained for such a thing. Because of what Jesus did, I'm able to be in him and I'm able to do things in him. So I didn't have to stay at the shallow end. I could move forward. I can start walking into deep waters. I then started to learn about grace. I started to learn that, man, even if I don't understand what I'm doing, even if I fall, even if I didn't understand, I didn't understand truly about what it means to honor myself. I didn't understand what it means to be sanctified. I didn't understand what it meant to be set apart and not follow the crowd. So I was teaching God and and doing these other things. And thank you, God, for grace. It, even then, it didn't disqualify me. Even then, I was not condemned. And so I can move forward into deep waters without having to feel shame or guilt. I'm grateful for the deep. <laughs> I'm grateful for the deep. Deep calls out to deep. And Jesus is deep. Jesus is deep. So it is the Jesus that is calling out to the Jesus in me that is leading me into deep waters. So call me deep. And guess who's calling you deep? The people who are at the shallow end. So I'm not moved by that anymore. Of course you're going to say I'm too deep because you're at the shallow end. And it's no, no shame to you. I'm not judging you. I was once there. Over there is safe. You understand? And even from that perspective, we all have to start somewhere. So do not take offense when somebody says that you're being too deep. Hopefully you're actually being deep and you're actually in deep waters. You understand? And not just at the shallow end and people think you're deep. Like that's, you know, and you know, well, maybe you don't know. But hopefully from this episode, you examine yourself because that is really what this episode was supposed to be about, examining yourself. <laughs> but it took a turn and that's fine. I'll leave that for another episode. But bring that to God. God, am I actually deep? And honestly, you would know. When I was at the shallow end, I didn't think I was deep. I never, no, I didn't think I was deep at all. I knew I wasn't deep. <laughs> nobody could even, nobody could fool me to think, thinking I was deep at the shallow end, please. So you know, you know. And, and here's how I know I'm getting deep. And here's how I know that I'm, I'm deeper. You start to speak about God. You start to say things. You start to live in him. And things that used to make you anxious, things that used to cause you anxiety, things that used to put you out of place that you no longer felt peace, it don't do that no more. I don't fear praying before people because for one, I pray at home by myself all the time. I pray to God all the time. So when I'm before people, I don't care who you are, I'm going to pray. You understand? Like, and so something that was like, oh, no, I can't pray in front of others. Oh, no, I don't know what they're going to say. Oh, no. Or, or then you start thinking about all the big words you got to use. Okay, that's when I was at the shallow end, y'all. <laughs> like, I was at the shallow end. 
I had to keep thinking about other things to say. I'm like, oh my gosh, why are they asking to pray? I don't even know what to say. Or I got to make this real cute and short. I didn't have words. You understand? Because I was at the shout in. I didn't know the word of God for real. I just knew what other people told me. So I would just regurgitate what I heard. It probably didn't even make sense in the sentence. I don't know. I just said everything that I ever heard. You know? I was in the shallow end. And I'm sure I've seen it in, on people's faces when people ask them to pray. I've heard people actually tell me, like, I don't like praying in front of others. Like, I don't like praying with around people. And it's like, well, why? Because if you in your work, if you know God, if you in deep waters, you don't care, okay? And that's okay. And if, if you're there and if you're like, yes, Samantha, I don't like praying in front of people, ask yourself why, you know? Like, that's like you saying that when you're home and you bring friends to your house, you don't like to talk to your dad or your mom when your friends are there. Why? You know? Like, that's, that's what it sounds like to me now when people say they can't pray in front of people. You can't talk to your dad in front of when people are around? Why is that? What What is the problem? You know? Because honestly, that it to me, it, it speaks to maybe there's not a, a real relationship there. And you don't want to sound fake. And that's, that's understandable. And so I hope that if that is you, you have that real conversation. You have that real reflection and say, man, you know, why is that the case for real? And maybe you have other insecurities. Maybe it's not an indication of your relationship with God, um, of your status with your relationship with him, but more so just certain insecurities. Maybe you don't think that you sound well or whatever that may be. You know, go to God about that. You got to understand again, Jesus is in you, okay? It ain't even about you. Take yourself out of the equation. That is what I am learning. Smith, they ain't even about you. Girl, we don't, they don't care. <laughs> they want Jesus, okay? And so do not ever dim your light because it's like you're dimming Jesus in you. That's disrespectful. Don't do that, okay? And that's what I'm learning. And that makes me, puts me in a position where my head is held high, y'all. I feel like nobody can tell me nothing. And I say this most humbly. And it's because it's like, man, God literally lives in me. Like, he literally dwells in me why am I shutting him out why am I not taking heed to what he is saying why am I not taking heed to what he's trying to have me to do it don't make sense anyways that's why I tell myself <laughs> I tell myself that it don't make sense Samantha and so I'm just so excited and if you listen to this these podcast episodes and if you are remotely where I am currently in my life I know you're like smiling ear to ear right now like you're just so grateful you're filled with so much gratitude you look to people and you just smile like you're seeing you know the God in them and if they are one who is you know in darkness you 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 have pity for people now you don't take what people saying to you seriously right you almost see it as a cry for help you're thinking in your mind how can i help this person you know how can i be a light to this person and it might not even be by my words but it may be by my actions it's like nothing really phases you nothing bothers you you're choosing your peace over everything you're being violent about that you're setting boundaries you're not letting anybody 
take you out of that. You're not letting anybody put you in a low place. You're staying high. You're staying and you're seated in heavenly realms. You don't perceive things the way the world does. You don't perceive things the way the average person does on this earth. You perceive things with the mind of Christ. You understand things with the mind of Christ. You're seated in heavenly realms. In power and authority, you exercise your dominion. Your dominion over your mind and over your heart. You don't let just anything into your mind. You're not letting just anything into your heart. You're being careful about what you let in. You're being careful about what you hear. You're being careful about what you see. You're being careful about the conversations that you have. You're being careful about the conversations that you entertain. And you're like, wow. This is great. This is like, it's actually very blissful, almost. And... I'm excited for your journey because I am, I'm excited for mine. I'm excited for this day and this opportunity. And I will forever be grateful for the fact that you chose to listen to the Being One podcast. You chose to hear what Samantha has to say. You chose to trust the God that is in my life. And even when I was near the shallow ends, you still committed yourself to journeying with me, and I am grateful for that. I am grateful that you decided to perceive me with the mind of Christ. That the Jesus is in me is perfect, although Samantha is not perfect. I am righteous because he is righteous. I am holy because he is holy. And even when I couldn't embrace that subconsciously, right? Nobody really admits that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I did. I don't know. You still decided to be here. You still decided to listen. And I'm grateful for that. And it only speaks to the God in you as well. And I'm sure I've said this before, but it never hurts to reiterate that fact. I'm grateful for you for listening, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And honestly, y'all, I am so excited. Like, this is really just only the beginning. I talked about, you know, seeking for God's power, doing your due diligence, seeking his word, seeking for knowledge and understanding so that he can do exceedingly and abundantly in your life. If you have been journeying with me and you've been listening to these episodes faithfully, oh my goodness, so many amazing things has happened to you. Sudden things has happened in your life and you just sit in awe. What in the world? God, you really hear me? Is what you're thinking. Like, I thought that was you. Like, I thought, you know, I prayed, but I didn't know this thing actually worked. That is how you're feeling. And it's almost boosting your confidence. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm praying about everything. I'm praying about everything. I'm not leaving nothing off the table. That's how you feel. God put desires in you. He placed desires on your heart for a reason. When you remain in him, he is able to give you the, the desires of your heart. 
He set them there for a reason and for a purpose. You're not crazy for thinking that way. You're not crazy when someone is talking to you or someone is treating you in a way that in your heart you feel like this is not right. You feel like they should have done X, Y, and Z. Like this treatment isn't the treatment that I feel like I deserve, but everybody accepts this treatment. That's because you're not average. So even though the average person and majority of the people would accept such behavior, would accept such treatment, would accept such opportunity, you're not average. You're not the the majority. You're not a part of that. You're a kingdom citizen. So there's a reason why you almost feel like how you think, what you want, what you desire, how you want to be treated, the opportunities that you're looking for, it's almost going against the grain. And people are looking at you like, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm not from here. My spirit ain't from here. I almost can't even blindly follow this stuff anymore. Like, I'm a, I'm awakened. Like, I talked about light. And I, I believe that was the episode about you're not, you're, you're selfish or something like that. And how when you have knowledge about something and understanding about it, you become a light, right? There's certain information that God would share. There's certain things that we would know. And it's like, now that you know better, will you do better? And based off what you do with that information, you will be judged. I can't judge you if I don't know what you know. But if I know what you know and you decide not to do better, oh, yeah, I have the right at that point to judge you. So people will look at you and say, well, who do you think you are? But deep in your heart, you know better now. You know what they're accepting isn't what should be accepted. And I love what Paul says, and I believe it's in 1 Corinthians. And he says, if you go against your conscience, that is a sin. And I remember hearing that scripture and reading that scripture, even when I was an undergrad, I had to be about... I don't know, 20 years old. And I remember like, whoa, I did not know that. At this point in life, God, everything's a sin. But it goes to show that if you know better and you decide to not do better, that's a sin. You're aware. Your conscience is reminding you of something that you know better about, but you're going to go against it. You know you shouldn't accept this behavior. You know you shouldn't accept this opportunity. It's going against your conscience. You're, you're almost like there's something better. I know this is not God's best. I know this is just doing what the world is doing. Like something in me is telling me I should, I should set myself apart here. But people are going to, I don't want to like stand out. Like I don't want people to pick on me. I don't want people to think, who do I think I am? And so I'm just going to just, you know, I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to just conform. You're sinning. 
you're going against your conscience. And honestly, I don't know about you, but when I know better and I don't do better, I feel horrible. <laughs> like, it's almost like, dang, I just wish I didn't know better. I would be here just ignorant and it would be fine because I didn't know. But when I know better, I always say, when I know better, I got to do better. There's, you have no excuse. You know better. And even when I'm like, mm, but do I though? And I try it or I do it, it's like, Samantha, you knew better. That's on you and nobody else. You can't blame it on peer pressure. You can't blame it on, well, this person was doing this and this person convinced me this and this person thought I was being a chicken. This person thought I was being too deep. It don't matter what anybody, it don't matter about anybody. You can't point fingers to anybody but yourself because you do better. So, moral of the story. When you know better, do better. Nothing good comes out of sin, y'all. Y'all know that. Nothing good comes out of sin, man. You feel horrible, and I don't want us walking around here in shame and guilt. That's just not, it's just unbecoming of a kingdom citizen. We don't walk around here with shame or guilt. So stop doing things that's going to put you in that place. And if you're there now, come out of that. That's not a place for you to be. That's not a position for you to hold. That's not where we abide. No. We don't know. What is shame? No. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We have freedom to do and be. And so we're grateful for his grace. I don't know, y'all. I'm just so in love with Jesus. I'm so grateful for him and the opportunity that he has allowed us to have in him that gives us the freedom to be, that gives us the freedom to do, and that gives us the freedom to have. I'm grateful. So I know you're grateful. And sit in that place. Don't leave that place. Always be grateful. Always be thankful. God is good. And let that be your truth. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. And if you don't know that to be your truth, seek God and, and say, God, listen, I don't think you you all that. <laughs> like, help me to believe you're all that. Like, show me your word. Like, give me that faith. Ask him for it. Asking for it. I uh it bothers me so much when I see people who are Christians that are just walking around with their head down, walking around just wanting to escape this life. That's scary. It's sad. Like, are you okay? What happened? Decide to live from the heavenly realms. And I love like thinking about it. Think about like even like you know, a bird, um, an eagle, whatever the case may be, but they fly high, right? And so they get to see things from a different viewpoint, from a different perspective than those of us who just walk on the earth, right? We only can see what is visible to our peripherals um, in our, you know, current direction, right? We can't see behind our back unless we have our phones out, like, face upwards to see behind there we can use tools but even that we're still limited in our view point but when you're up in the sky like you ever been on a plane and you ever look down you know after you know once before you're like all the way up into the clouds but when you still have like the view of the land and the area the surrounding area there's so much that you can see you see 
more than just what's in front of you, right? Like you can see far larger space. And so I love that. I, I love that picture that we are seated in heavenly realms, that what I see, what I can choose to see, I can choose to see beyond my current view. I can go up and choose to stay up and see things, perceive things and understand things the way Christ does. That I'm like, oh, I see what's going on here. So there's this spirit that's messing with this this spirit. And this spirit trying to take this person. This person trying to take me. So it's not that person. It's that spirit. So I can see things from an elevated place. And so I know what I'm praying about. I know where I have to move. I know and I understand. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to let this person bring me down. This person don't even know what they're doing. They don't realize there's a spirit behind them. You get it? Like, so it's like I can still walk around here with peace and joy because I took care of that. I I prayed against it. I took care of it because I understood what I was praying against. Don't get lost in the sauce, okay? (laughs) Don't get lost in the sauce. That's what an average person, average person gets lost in the sauce. We're not average people. And I've been reminding people of that a lot this week. Stop being average. And it's very tempting to be average because everybody's being average. It's tempting. I wanted to make a post that says, we celebrate mediocrity. And that's very concerning. Where are the excellent people? As kingdom citizens, you are to be excellent. So... Start looking at your life and start somewhere. Ask God, God, you called me excellent. Where in my life can I improve? Where am I being mediocre right now? How can I be excellent? Again, it's not easy. And so when people say life is hard, again, subjective. Maybe objective, but definitely relative because your heart may be different than my heart. My heart is like remaining excellent and, but just be excellent. Let's just start with there. Be excellent. You realize you'll start doing things that are excellent and you'll start having the results of someone who is excellent. Jesus is excellent. So again, it's all about being in him. But set your mind on that. Be conscious about the things that you are doing. And I feel like I'm merging the two episodes again in one. Okay, so I'm going to just stop here. I'm going to just stop. And we're going to have another episode so I can go deeper into what I want to talk about. Um, But again, I do hope that this resonated with you. And I look forward to your feedback. I look forward to your comments. This episode is a little bit longer than I expected. But that is okay. Again, I hope that what I had to share resonates. I hope that you were encouraged by it. I hope that it gave you that boost that you needed and that it gave you some pointers to pray about and to seek God about. That is always my hope because at the end of the day, I just want us to be one, all right? Like we're one in Christ, we're one together, that what I got to share, what's helping me, I'm going to share with you so I can help you so we can be all be one, you know? But anyways, I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed.